This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, before we get to talking about television, can I just tell you that in the studio I'm in, the Kelly Clarkson show's on right now. And there's nothing more enjoyable than watching people sing while muted. I'm just saying, like, when you have no idea what they're doing, the passion and movement is comical. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley is now singing passionately into his microphone <laughs> on mute. Hey, can can I say one thing before we talk no. TV? Thanks. I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, I I had a birthday on Monday. Yay! And I share a birthday. With three amazing young boys who were born all at the same time. And I just wanted to give them a little shout out because I meant to do it on our birthday, but it's been a little busy. So can I just quickly say happy birthday to Nolan, Graham, and Henry. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, boys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, boys. I All keep right. getting that song mixed up with the CD Wonder birthday song. Oh, it's a different story for a I, different day. I, I can't imagine no. why this was a that birthday one song. Nothing like it doesn't. But I keep no. I keep thinking of the like because that one's that was for Donald Duck's fiftieth birthday celebration yeah. in nineteen eighty four. Thanks. How does it go now? The Stevie Wonder one. <laughs> I'm lost. Nobody? Happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday! Happy. And then we're done. No, okay, anyway. I want to hey, tell you about <laughs> I want to tell you about we ask this question a lot. How is TV going to react? TV production that is to uh COVID-19 mm. and the pandemic that we find ourselves in. It almost seems I don't want to say quaint, but it seems, you know, like so f- kind of far away when we first asked that question, but now we're getting closer to the answer. And I found this article in USA Today that talks about how um, television production is um, sort of changing to meet the world we find ourselves in. And it involves everything from having auditions behind plexiglass, staggering crew meals so people aren't eating at the same time, lots of testing, and actually hiring coronavirus compliance officers. Oh, wow. So this all comes as part of a 22-page report that was published on Monday by the Industry-wide Labor Management Safety Committee Task Force. Sounds official, right? It does. Now, the people who are a party to this are um, institutions and companies 
uh, such as Walt Disney, Netflix, CBS, and other studios, along with producers and some Hollywood unions. They compiled this 22-page report to Gavin Newsom, the governor of uh, California, as well as New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo and some federal agencies around the country. So they basically, this is like their their suggestion, like, hey, this is what we want to do uh, in order to get moving with the business of Hollywood again. I mean, and listen, in a in a world, in a world, in a world where there has been, and I know we've sort of put coronavirus and COVID nineteen, same thing, on the back on the back burner the last few days here in the Twin Cities, for obvious reasons. This is a reality, and prior to the last week and a half, this was our only focus. Yeah, and there were voices saying, "No, it's okay. We can, you know, kind of." tiptoe back into kind of normal quote normal life and other voices that said forget about it get back to get back to getting yeah. like let's get back to normal um and this to me is is an example of a way where entertainment is trying to meet the needs of the people by saying okay yeah we want to get back to making content too we want our um we want our union members to be back into work we want you know all all the actors to be able to show up we want to be able to put out new content but we have to do it safely and so really being creative and by the way who better to be creative than creatives um how they're going to do it in a safe way um i want to give you some of their recommendations um because i think you know to your point also i just have the sense that we we have entered a new way of appreciating and and just I can only speak for myself and I wonder if you guys feel the same of uh, the the pandemic and COVID-19. What I'm trying to say is I think we are all coming to a place where we're like, okay, now we can actually imagine a world where we're going to be interacting with yeah. more and more people as long as there are safety precautions in place. And now, uh, thanks to this 22-page report from Movers and Shakers in Hollywood, we have an idea of what that might look like. And I imagine this is thing; these are things you'll see in other industries. But among those things, as I some of which I already mentioned, regular and periodic testing. This makes sense, right? Because... Holly actually referenced this off the air. Tom Cruise is planning on like creating this like movie production bubble uh, for one of his movie projects in New Zealand where everybody would essentially like live together and get tested together so that they could all sort of produce this movie without having to be concerned about transferring you know infections from outside yeah so this is a story that the daily mail is running with but they're saying that tom cruise wants to build a covid free village at an abandoned raf site that would be a royal air force site in england so that they can start oh, I thought it was new zealand sorry so, well james cameron oh wants to okay film in, I yeah, mean, yeah yeah you know, yeah but um, so Tom Cruise, allegedly, according to the story, that he and his cast would stay in VIP Winnebago trailers so that they can work through some scenes and protect the crew from catching coronavirus. So they're making this production bubble for themselves. I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, like, don't we all have a little dream of that? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I, I have a dream that that somebody I know would be wealthy and privileged enough to be able to say, hey, Come and live in this in my corona in my free corona bubble. free bubble. I'd be like, "Thank you, sounds nice," and yet at the same time, that is a depart like that is a 
convenient way of not taking part in the human experience right now. Yeah, well, and I will say it's not just Hollywood that's trying to do this. I mean, unsuccessfully so. We've seen major, you know, sports, um, like oh, Major yeah. League Baseball, for example, yeah. has tried and failed up to this point to put together a plan like this where people sort of are in this COVID-free bubble. They are, in Insofar as Hollywood is concerned, again, some of the things they're recommending include like adjusting meal times um, so that people aren't having to gather together and also getting rid of like buffet-style food um, and, you know, going to sort of prepackaged and, and wrapped portions that's something like we can relate to in our lives Um, and i do want to say that tyler perry a couple of weeks ago he issued a document titled camp quarantine and he outlines how his production studios he has a big facility outside of atlanta how they're going to be dealing with this and he said that cast and crew of two tv shows will stay at tyler perry studios on campus for the duration of filming in an effort to protect against contracting coronavirus so they're going to be isolated working on the studio grounds and living there. It is it, it, it is heartening to see that there are ways people feel comfortable doing this yeah. because if we didn't have these things, I think even the possibility of them, that would be very, you know, not that people aren't already very hopeless and have good reason to be right. in terms of their job prospects. At least this shows us a, a potential, um, not so much way out as way forward. Well, and I think, you know, it is uh, reflective of the work that a lot of different industries are doing right now in terms of reevaluating how they've done business in the past and how they will go forward doing business with safety and health of their employees at the at the forefront. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think we all can agree that we we want we want good content again. We don't want to have to keep watching the same old content. And there's only so many, you know, cast reunions on Zoom right? that you can watch and be excited about, right? I mean, it was really fun in the beginning, and now we're a little bit like, okay. Okay, what's next? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we we talked a little we touched on this off the air, but we never talked about it on the air. The story about Jake Paul, the YouTube star, who found himself caught up in a some looting he was in the place where looting was taking place and he has an explanation for you about what actually was going on we'll talk about that and we'll talk about the possibility that that might not be entirely true when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071. okay small change of plans on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We uh, we had a little visitor, and his name is Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. And he showed up, and we were like, you know what? We just want to talk to Matt Belanger. Yeah, you know, uh, breaking news is what we do best, right? And it's been a it's been a, a nice uh, afternoon here with some big developments. Uh, and I just want to kind of I kind of elbowed my way onto your program here to no, give you I'm, the news. We are so no, glad we appreciate you did it. So can we start with this question sure. that we've been having throughout the show? And I know that you have the answer to. Right. Um, we've been anticipating. Um, that we would have a press conference with Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison right. 
And uh, we, but we never knew what time. Yeah. Well, so tell us everything. Neither did the newsroom. Okay. And uh, there's been a little bit of, of confusion about that. But here's the here's what we know at this very moment. And actually, you know, we were expecting this maybe in the one o'clock hour, and it just didn't happen. And at this point, here's what we expect at three o'clock now. We expect Minnesota Governor Tim Walz and uh, Attorney General Keith Ellison to give us an update on the state's response to everything that's going on. That would be the governor's job. And then, of course, the update on the investigation would be the responsibility of Keith Ellison, who, as you know, joined into that case on Sunday, uh, teaming up with Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman in bringing these charges. And the news has already broken, frankly. The the announcement will be a little bit behind because it's all over everywhere that uh, the plan here is that uh, the charge against Derek Chauvin, the officer who had his knee on George Floyd's neck, will be upgraded to second-degree murder. Mm -hmm. So a, a harsher charge is being brought. And the big news, and this is what all of the demonstrators have been calling for repeatedly, is for the other three Minneapolis officers who were at the scene where George Floyd died and watched this happen, for them to be charged. And we understand uh, that they have been arrested, and that is going to be the case. They will be facing charges. We don't have details about what charges they may be. Uh, That is what we're going to wait to learn here at 3 o'clock. So we're going to get that from Keith Ellison, but then the governor is going to be a part of this experience as well? we think the governor's always been scheduled to speak at three o'clock this afternoon okay. it's our understanding they might just both come to the podium together instead of trying to have separate events uh they may just be trying to simplify things for the press and and maybe ellison needed more time to brief the governor on what's going to happen sure. but minnesota senator amy klobuchar already tweeted out the news that this is happening this upgraded charge and the three other individuals are being charged as well remember all of those officers have been fired from the minneapolis police department right. but the crux of the argument from the protesters was that all of all four needed to face charges, not just not just Chauvin. Um, I don't know if you, if you have this information in front of you, but can you uh, illuminate uh, sort of as much as you know what the difference would be between third degree and second degree murder? So charge? the attorney representing George Floyd's family, Ben Crump, spoke right there at 38th and Chicago and South Minneapolis mm-hmm. earlier today. Just kind of an impromptu press conference right there in the middle of the street. And he went through talking about the painful things we all watched in mm. that video but but in his opinion again as the attorney for the family what what was seen in that video adds to intent and the difference between third and second I'm not a legal expert mm-hmm. and, but it's my understanding that a lot of it comes down to whether there was intent to sure. to kill someone mm-hmm. and and so and that is why it's an aggravated you know, it's a step up it's a it's an upgraded charge this is a harsher harsher charge being brought against Derek Chauvin at this point mm-hmm. and, and they were talking about the the other officers and the pressure on his back mm-hmm. uh, you know hearing his cries for help and having them go ignored so long and, and all of that is what's being interpreted and um, and of course remember the other day when I came on and we talked about why prosecutors choose specific charges you have to remember uh, this was before keith ellison got involved but we were kind of analyzing why third what what's going on here and you'll remember that was the same charge that was brought against the other minneapolis officer who shot and killed justine damon right. uh, muhammad Noor, and that resulted in a conviction so that was a successful case right uh, and they want to bring a charge that is as strong as it can be but still stick you know that still result in a conviction and that's a very delicate thing when you're a, a prosecutor but uh yeah, Keith Ellison and other state leaders hearing the cries of the demonstrators mm-hmm. and responding to that now expected to officially announce this upgraded charge and the three additional arrests.
And it sounds like, too, that his uh, George Floyd's family is going to be in attendance. At least that's the the reporting we saw. Yeah. So uh, there are a a lot of family members here now. uh, And again, a lot of his family is in Texas. And we've learned that uh, he was born in North Carolina. And uh, we're getting most of those details because of the memorial services that are planned. There are many. There is one in Minneapolis scheduled for tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to be able to watch that live on, on Channel 5, 5 Witness News, by the way. It's close to the public, but you could watch it. And uh, family members will be there for that. So many of them probably are arriving in the Twin Cities today to be able to attend that service. And then there will be another service in North Carolina then. Uh, uh, a viewing in Texas next week, followed by another service there in Houston, Texas. That's his hometown. I mean, certainly there's no denying, even just hearing about the multiple memorials and, you know, where mm-hmm. his family has lived, that this this has had ripples all the way across the country. Well, yeah, and we're seeing, I mean, I'm, I, you know, we have seen calm, relative calm in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities the past couple of nights. Right. Oh, by the way, another piece of news. Everyone should know that the, the uh, curfew has been extended for two more nights. Yeah. So, again, we're talking 10 to 4 overnight and tomorrow night. But we've seen calm here. But you're, if you're watching national news, you know about the unrest that's mm-hmm. happening in other yeah. cities across the country. Matt Belanger, thank, thank you, you so Matt. much for that update. Well, we've been to swing by. Hey, here's it. the news. Anytime. Any old time. We love it. And I know you you'll be with it. Lori and Julia again today, correct? Yeah, 315. I'll see you then. Sounds great. Thank you, Matt Belanger. We'll be back on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. They're out there. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1 streaming live. MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And before we get to it, I do just want to remind people we are looking toward the uh, the um, press conference that we've been talking about all day where charges will be announced uh, regarding the remaining three officers uh, in the death of George Floyd. And uh, Matt Belanger let us know that will start at 3 o'clock today. So if you were waiting for that to start, that's when it will start. And now let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present... CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. But mostly Florida. But we're going to start in Vermont. Vermont? Where's mm, that? It's in Vermont. Oh, okay. Okay. Never been there. So we're going to Williams. Actually, we're not, he's in Vermont, but he's from Williamstown, Massachusetts. Don't say Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I hate when people do that. Um, 34-year-old Christoph Hermansdorfer. Wow, that's a name. It is the name. On Tuesday, he was driving in a friend's car through the beautiful state of Vermont, and uh, he was chewing on something. Mm-hmm. He was eating a large pickle. Ooh, I love a good pickle. Mm. Oh, who doesn't love a good oh. pickle? He had a big old pickle. And, I have um, a pickle for a pickle. He just, at 34, he should have a fully formed prefrontal cortex that is the judgment center in the brain that tells you, even if you have a great big pickle, 
Doesn't mean you should throw it at somebody. True. Mm. But he Unless did they not ask. heed that warning. He threw his big pinnacle at a 59-year-old guy from the oh. Vermont Agency of Transportation who was working on the side of the highway. He threw his pickle. Now, was this an unintentional pickle toss? No, it was a fully intentional pinnacle toss. Why? Nobody. Why knows. would you waste a good pinnacle? He doesn't have it. He did not have an answer. He threw the pickle <laughs> and struck the victim and caused him pain. Okay. Hit him. Was well, he like traveling that. at a high rate of speed? Yeah, because oh, he was okay. on the highway. Right. And the and the guy, uh, the fifty nine year old guy whose name we don't have, from the Vermont Agency of Transportation, who was working on the side of the highway, got hit in the back with the pickle. Oh. And now Christoph Hermansdorfer is facing misdemeanor assault charges because he thought it was a good plan to throw his pickle at a highway worker. I mean, I know it's stating the obvious, but he's in a real pickle. Cute. I see what you did there. Um, I don't know if he's feeling sour about it, though. He he, he has multiple um, convictions on his rap sheet. He, um, He, in 2016 was arrested in Florida for tangling with police after allegedly threatening an EMS worker with a corkscrew. So what I'm learning here is maybe don't let him in a kitchen. Yeah. I also, um, if you read further down, it says um, when they asked him for comment, he said it was no big deal. Oh, my gosh. That was no. Bradley. Oh, come on. Snap out of it. That's nasty. Come on. That was good. All right, moving on. Uh, okay, let's see. Where was that? that Vermont. Was in Vermont. From pickle tossing to Florida. 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 Uh, we need to go to um, the River County Tax Collector's Office Do in we Vero. Have to? Yes. Sexy. Okay. For this story, anyway, we have to go there, um, which I guess is in or around Vero Beach, Florida. And there we are going to meet 34-year-old John Luongo. And John was arrested Tuesday following a, well, something had happened inside of the River County Tax Collector's Office. And it wasn't the taxing it wasn't of collecting. Collecting taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently... Um, an administrator at the building told police officers that she'd approached Mr. Longo after hearing him do something. Oof, oof. Would you like to know what he did? I mean, she heard him do something. Mm-hmm. Holly, do you have your finger on that button? Oh. Well, which one? Oh. You know, like, it's was he... No! Okay, no, he was just aggressively raising his voice inside oh. the office. Okay. Now that is not crazy stupidity. I it's, have aggressively raised my voice inside the office. It's it's true, yeah, actually. I know. Um, but that's not usually crazy stupid idiot worthy, right? Like right. you can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not polite, right. generally speaking, but you can do it. However, the worker, her name's Lori. Lori said that she told him to lower his voice, and also there was a slight problem. What what do we find ourselves in the middle of? Uh, or have we found ourselves in the middle of since on or about uh, the end March of February? 16th. But yeah, specifically March 16th. 
coronavirus, COVID-19. Exactly. We're in quarantine. If you were aggressively yammering inside of an office, what should... He's not supposed to be there in the first place. Well, it's not that he's not supposed to be there, but he, he can be there. He just has to be masked, right? Sure. So he was not wearing a mask. And she said uh, to him, you need to lower your voice and you need to put your mask on inside the office. And that's when he became a crazy, stupid idiot and told her, absolutely not. I refuse to lower my voice and put on a mask and I won't leave. Um, sir, but you have to. Yeah, but he didn't, which is why they called police, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to wear a mask. Dumb. Like, again, these are not why hard is rules. so difficult? No. Why? I don't... Like, you, you do have to believe that there's something the bigger going on. put your flag in? I don't get it. Well, that's where he planted his flag, mm-hmm. and... Well, now he's planting it in... Behind bars. Yes, he was booked into the county jail from which he was later released. His rap sheet, by the way, does include burglary, grand theft, and battery convictions. So he's a winner. Yep. Sounds like a neat guy. All right. You ready for the last one? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. For this one, we're going to Manitoba. Canada. Canada. Uh, So the paramedics in Manitoba were tootling around in their ambulance and they saw somebody who looked like they needed help. And because they're an ambulance, because they serve, they thought, let's go help that man. I mean, who generally, like he needs some help. That would be helpful. He was uh, naked. Okay. And he was on the side of the road in Manitoba. And so they oh. pulled over and they were like, hey, guy, how you doing there? Where are your clothes? You look a little naked, like maybe we need to help you. How's it going? And you know what he did? What did he do? He jumped into the ambulance and he drove and he sped it he sped off. Um they of course Wait, what? He sped off. He took got his naked body in the driver's seat okay. of the ambulance. Was he trying to get back home so he could put some clothes on? I don't know, but he didn't make it there. Uh, he didn't even, uh, he wasn't even able to start a police chase. The police couldn't even show up because it didn't take long for him to crash into a building about a block away. Fortunately, nobody was hurt except for the naked guy. He was taken to the hospital in a different ambulance for injuries. Okay, so mm-hmm. let me ask if... It's so obvious. Was mm-hmm. there some drugs or alcohol? There was actually. Oh, oh yes. Shocking. Um, he's now recovering from his injuries, oh. and I don't know how he's doing with his meth habit. Oh. So, anywho, keep your clothes on, and don't drive ambulances that aren't yours. Uh-huh. That's the moral of that story. Um, all right. So those were the crazy, stupid idiots for the day. Uh, and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we like to play a little game at 245 every single day. We play a little game on this show. It's called the throw back. Life. We're going to do that after this on my talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. 
Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.